Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. People would talk to, talk to. He's since, since then, um, he's, he won countless awards. We're going to talk about it in a minute. And we're just going to catch up with Miss Ed Roman. And we're going to do a couple awards of his favorite song. Hey, Ed, how are you doing? James, I'm mad at you because you said that I was a guest and I thought we were friends. We are. We oh, Okay, so you are you're a part of the Win Words Fail family. So you are a, now a family member. How's that? Is that better? Okay. All right. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Good to talk to you again. And, and uh, the spring is here. Good thing summer's spring coming. Is here. Spring is here. The, uh, the, 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 the flowers are blooming. You know, I, I I love spring and fall, man. Those are the two of the greatest summer, two of the greatest um, things that we have to live for in in life. So. Hey, man, you plant the things, and things are going to grow. And in the fall, you have all this beautiful harvest and, and the bounty of our hard work and effort, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So before we do our cover words, and before I explain it to you, what it is, uh, I've been on your Instagram a lot. And I realized that you have been doing so well for your, uh, your music career, and you've been winning a lot of awards. Um, can you tell us about them? Well, I mean, you know, I states that's a tough question because I mean, awards are and acclamations are important because they're part of our, you know, recognition of the things that we do. But I, I'm, I, I'm so happy that I can, I can do what I do. I. I'm, I'm always, that's my greatest reward I say to people, as cheesy as that might sound or cliche, but the fact that I can, I can create something because my imagination takes me through something right? and uh, I, I, I can make something palatable as far as an idea in some kind of a way, that, that to me is like magic. I mean, it's like growing food or farming. You, you, the, 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 you plant a seed, which is like the beginning of an idea of a song and you nurture it, watch it grow. Eventually, you harvest it, and, and it brings you these rewards. And sometimes the rewards aren't necessarily material. Even with Red Omen, you know, from the last three or four years, the amount of attention it's brought to the Dyslexic Society mm-hmm. and for facilitating programs for kids. I mean, it's shown at hundreds, if not a thousand or so festivals and won so many awards. To me, that vehicle transcends who I am I, I I never expected to to do that and still be doing that today I'm um, I'm very lucky in that regard and I am busy I'm, I'm releasing a couple of new singles one coming out on the third and the release dates the 10th the pre-sale dates the third and uh, another one coming up in, in late August a couple videos to follow with those and they just you know it's it's again it, art is more than just um something we hang on a wall or listen to for the artist it's a somehow a cathartic release yeah of uh, an ability to sort of let and expel all of this stuff inside of us and 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 to and to you know point out to other people that there's a lot of other uh, things that are really beautiful and wonderful and things to pay attention to sometimes mm-hmm. so I, I appreciate you saying that man yeah it's, it really tells me something because my my feeling is when when somebody wins a word 
It's like other appreciate other people appreciate what they do and recognize it. And I think that you are really worthy of, of any award that you get, you know, because you're such a such a kind and uh, and 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 generous human being, and your your music that you make really speaks for everybody. You know, it's just not you; it's just not me. It's for everybody. You know. Thank thank yeah. you, James. I I'm, I try I try my best. I uh, I'm reacting to something. You know, it's again. I'm going to go back to gardening. Like, what do right, I need yeah. to do here? Yeah. What do I need to do? What do I need to weed? What do I need to feed? What do I need to water? What do I need to leave alone? Right. And uh, Thank you for saying that because it's neat to have music and the, and art connect. Right, right. So we found out, out episode thirty three last year that you play everything plus the kitchen sink. It, do you still play the kitchen sink? <laughs> I do sometimes. I play the counter. Yeah, nice. I play the coffee the coffee grinder. I play yeah. you know just when. <laughs> I mean, I'm a bass player by trade. Well, yeah. I've always lo- loved the electric bass and, and bass players and and gear. And it's always been, you know, can you do more with four strings than you can with six? I don't know. It's a bit of a hey, challenge. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I play a lot of instruments. I don't pretend to be an aficionado in every one of them. And I think that as a musician or artist, we, sh- we should always be in a state of, humbleness and learning and always trying to learn more from what we are in presence of so uh if if it, if it this is the thing for me it's like even searching out instrumentation for music that i do it's has the same sort of feeling to it as when you're writing a song you know what what is it that you want to sit in front of and how is it speaking to you and how does it help yeah. or suggest something else that's a bigger part of the tune so uh yeah i mean i, I play a few things <laughs> Yeah, cause I I play my um I play my Keurig a lot of times cause I'm a I'm a big coffee lover, and I and I found a good and I found a good uh um yeah they're, they're, see there you go coffee you know coffee makes you yeah yes so I, I I I believe you could, if you cut me up and instead of blood it's all like coffee you know <laughs> coffee will pour out but but I found a good coffee company called Bones Coffee if if you haven't checked into them checking them they got a lot of uh, awesome flavors. My favorite, huh. uh, my my favorite is a chocolate raspberry. So uh, that's good. That's good. So, uh, I like I like dark roast, something really smoky. You know. Yes. Yes. It wakes you up a bit faster than it. Oh yeah, yeah. I like French roast. I'm a sucker for French roast. I will crawl on my hands and knees for French roast at yeah. two in the morning. I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we invited you to do a episode with on cover wars with us so if you haven't heard of this or have, if you haven't been a part of it yet um we, we we welcome you back with open arms um so okay so for for people who haven't heard of our of cover wars yet, what we do is we take one song and i find two two versions of that songs of that song covered by two different bands and we talk about which one we like better um so when I ask um, Michael um, to ask you what is your favorite song, you um, you um, replied with, with "I Shine the Sheriff" by Bob Marley, right? That's right. All That's right. right. So, so first, before we get started, um, can you tell us why that is your favorite song? Well, it's not my. I wouldn't say it is a fave. Right. And Marley is a is a favorite artist, and there's so many tunes of Marley's that. Um, 
you know, stick out to me as, as far as message songs. Right. You know, but I Shot the Sheriff is one of those reactory numbers that's filled with admittal. You know, like, well, I didn't shoot the sheriff, but I killed this other guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 and at the same time, there's this sort of questioning philosophical metaphor concepts inside of it. And then also, too, there's the whole, you know, ganja factor, right? Because it's like, you know, he's saying, oh, I put a seed in the ground and he makes me kill it, you know, before it grows. And Bob was always a, a very big proponent of, of talking about, you know, free herb and and you know it's not a it's not a poison it's a it's a herb man as Bob right. would say yeah and so so I found that for me I remembered this tune when I was really young my dad had an eight track player in his car and he bought this like collage of all hits from the 70s right and it's like 1974 and he puts it in and I'm like you know I hear this tune and I'm bouncing in the car and I'm you know what is this right and for years you know, ignorant as I was, I didn't know it was Bob Marley and the Whalers. It wasn't until I got into my high school days and I, I got introduced to a, a really cool guy that was a, a friend of my sister, or uh, my friend's sister's boyfriend, who ironically worked on some of the tours that Bob did here in Canada back in the 70s. And he handed us all these reggae records. And like one of them was Burning. Uh, I think the other one was. Uh, there was a, there was a third world album, a whole bunch of stuff that he kept handing us. Like you've never heard of reggae and one drop. And as a bass player, he's like, oh, you've never heard of you know uh, Robbie Shakespeare or Family Man Barrett, man. Like all these yeah. guys that I had no idea, and I felt like an idiot thinking, oh no, it's Eric Clapton, right? Like so so so. But but Clapton's version is really interesting because I think he's trying to pay homage to obviously the song in, in a really cool way he's not using the one drop idea on that on the uh what is it 461 ocean boulevard i think it is that yeah. particular tune was like a number one hit for him and ironically for bob it was a huge hit in the whalers because it, it had been recorded before right. um that you know when i heard that Bob version and it's a higher tempo with the one drop and these guys oh I shot the sheriff right like <laughs> yeah. I was like what is this you <laughs> right. know like yeah. and 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 then but I found a new respect for what Eric had done inside of it even though I liked the version so much ironically today I'll probably go listen to Bob's version before I listen to Eric's but I I, I was listening to it even the other day and I thought wow he's you the licks, the he's got the piano and the organ, which is very similar to what's going on. It's far more honky tonk in the approach, and then the drum part's got this sort of funky kind of thing going on in it. And you know, that's that era of his writing too, with Eric, with like you know, covering after midnight and things like that, seems to really fit well in that spectrum of stuff that he was releasing, but. I know he had a lot of respect for Bob, like a lot of other artists did. Yeah. Um, and I've always found it a really interesting cover version. Yeah. Well, fortunately, uh, we are going to listen to the Eric Clapton cover um, on this episode with us. And I'm not sure if you, uh, do you know who Yannick Noah is? Sorry, who is? Sorry? Yannick no Noah. Yannick Noah, yeah. no, but that okay. yeah, sounds, no, sorry, okay. help me. Okay, great, yeah, because oh, no, no, um, the way I, I, I love doing this because it brings 
brings attention to artists that people may not ever heard of and might have gained, gained um, respect or, or, or more listeners. So with me, I, I find it um, uh, very revealing to to um, to go out and search for new music all the time, every you know, every day. So I hope that um, uh, we we can uh, listen to uh, Yon Explosion um, pretty shortly. So, uh, oh, oh. okay. So let's go over the top song first. Um, via Wikipedia, uh, of course, you believe everything right on Wikipedia, but uh, it's, it says like the. This song was first released in 1973 on the Wilders album, Burnin'. Marty, Marty explained his intention as follows. I want to say I shot the police, but the government would have made a fuss, so I said I shot the sheriff instead. But it's the same idea, justice. In 1992, with the, with the controversy surrounding the Ice-T song, Cop Killer, uh, Marley's song was often cited by Ice-T supporter as evidence of his destructor's uh, hypocrisy, considering that the older song was never similarly criticized, despite having the same, much of the same theme. In 2012, though, Marty for, for, M- Marty's former girlfriend, Esther Anderson, claimed that the lyrics Sheriff John Brown always hated me. For what I don't know, every time I plant the seed, he says, "Kill it before it grow." Or actually, about Marty's being b- the very opposed to her using the birth control pills. Marty supposedly substituted the word "doctor" with "sheriff." So that's that's something that I, I have no idea about. Well, that, here's something but, interesting, and like you say on Wikipedia, yeah, with, with that on an interjective level, I've never heard that part of the story. Right. What What I understood, Sheriff John Brown, and there was an incident with a sheriff, but there's also other references to Mr. Brown as a clown who's controlled by remote control, and that the idea of you know doing this on the island. See, because what a lot of people don't realize is that the island itself is integrated by not only Black African-American culture, but also East Indian culture. East Indian people that came there as part of the slave trade were actually allowed to grow ganja and sell it, but Africans that were brought there were not allowed to. So there was always this, because in India, the idea of Indo, you know, ganjas and or the idea of indica and sativa plants were all from the Indo Valley. So they brought that with them as like people coming here trying to bring chat, Mm. you know, to chew on it, to get like a little rush from it, right? So Bob was very reactory. And and also there's another tune of his I can think of immediately, which is Rebel Music, where he goes, you know, there's a curfew and I've got to throw away my little herb stock, right? Because if I don't, I'm going to get caught and put in, in, in prison, which again, fulfills his idea that, you're hypocritical here on this island you let people do this but we live here just like everybody else and we're not allowed to do it so what why what who draws that boundary and who's to yeah. say what's right and what's wrong and and bob never shot anybody right. somebody tried to shoot bob <laughs> yeah, right yeah somebody tried to shoot bob right like yeah yeah so who knows so, um yeah. okay yeah. so um you mentioned before eric clapton's version 
Uh, so let's talk about that for a minute. If, if you don't know who Eric Clapton is, pause it, go listen to the band Cream, go follow, go listen to like almost all of his records leading up Eric Clapton. And I think he was part of the, either the, the Birds or, you, or the Yardbirds. Am I correct on that? Yes, the, the, the Yardbirds. Yardbirds. The Yardbirds, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my dad and, that. and and Jimmy Page filled his position. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome to hear. So, uh, so let's talk about Eric Clapton's version first. Eric Clapton recorded a cover version that was included in on his 1974 album, Four Six and One Ocean Boulevard, like you said earlier. Um, his performance of the song adds a soft rock to the reggae sound. Billboard described this version as being a catchy goof and a winner, a catchy goof of a winner, <clears throat> despite not containing a guitar solo. Uh, Cash Box called it a smoothly, a smooth blues, bluesy rocker with lots of guitar, keyboards, and strong backing harmonies, which is fair enough. Uh, faring better in the charts, it peaked at number one. On the Billboard's Hot 100, his only U.S. number one to date, which is odd because that man can has great, great songs. But in but in uh, 2003, uh, Clapton was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame, and it's available. Uh, and this version is available on 461 Ocean Boulevard, like I said. So, if you are joining us on YouTube, um, you can. Um, view our our shared screen with you and we are going to listen to Eric, Eric Clapton's version of I Shot the Sheriff. Are you able to see that, sir? Yes, I am. That yeah. is it. That is it. Yes, sir. Okay. So here we go in three, two, one. I shot the sheriff I did not shoot the dead I swear it was in self-defense 
So yeah, you could easily tell that you got inspired by some, by very much like blues, because that is very bluesy, is it not? It is totally, and it's got if you, that that if I say that, it's very funky, and the approach even to the bass line, like at one point you almost feel like it's got this sort of seventies disco thing, right, kind of going on it, but but in, not in you know it's not indicative of like the island breaking where you leave out that first drum beat, which would be boo, cha would be beat two, beat three would be the bass drum, beat four again on the snare, you're leaving out the one, so, and Aishan has it, it creates the same bounciness, but in a very different way, that's what's so unique about reggae music, and, you know, lyrically, here's some of this philosophical kind of stuff that's intertwined with the story idea sort of the allegory and it's funny when i heard that line years ago i like oh wow bob is so cool because you know every day the bucket goes to the well and when you say it in jamaican every day the bucket a go a well one day the bottom abba drop up so it ought to drop out right in terms of patois it's like the reliability that you you always seek that is always there you know one day even though you know the bottom's going to drop out and i think of even another older americana blues americana early blues the song crow jane there's a line in that that says never miss your water until your well runs dry right, right you yeah. never go oh yeah i'm gonna miss the water <laughs> it's gone where's the water right it's, right. The, it's the same so so bob bob had a wonderful way of interjecting some of this sort of philosophical stuff and I, again listening to that with eric his it's hard not to feel like you're trying to sound Jamaican when you're singing it. Because I know Eric is a British white cat and he's right. singing an island number by, you know, a Jamaican man. But the funny thing about it is, is that, it, it, like, I never saw it as like something, out of, you know, like if he says it in some way and it feels like it has that flavor of a Jamaican vibe. It's, it's pretty hard not to while you're there for long periods of time to yourself almost pick up the patois and start using it, mm. you know? And, 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 and again, here it feels like there's that coloring 
in the way that he's delivering it. And his execution of it is 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 pretty top notch. I mean, he did really a great justice to Bob's sort of singing abilities. Bob was a great vocalist. Well, I always tell my co-hosts, like you know, because we did many many of these cover wars. I told them like if if you're gonna make a if you're gonna do a cover song, do it equally e- equally or better than the original artist. And I think that Clapton like knocked that out of the park. You know, you know, no yeah, man, it. totally. Yeah, I, yeah. But, um, I mean, you gotta. Ha- we have to. We have to like think, say that it's era appropriate. Right. Because as you m- mentioned, according equipment, how it was recorded, instrumentation, the type of microphones, two-inch tape, all of this lends itself really well to a certain era and flavor of recording. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it it that part of it really pulls you in too. Because what was it, 73? It was on yes. Burning, right? Right, right yeah. exactly. Yeah. So just the year before, really. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I feel like if it was recorded now, it would sound totally different, totally you know, <laughs> totally different, you know, so who knows, <laughs> so, okay, uh, so let's go to Yannick's version, this is Yannick, sure. Yannick, this is Yannick Noah, it's, uh, it says, it's retiring from playing tennis, uh, you know, because he was a professional tennis player, uh, Noah developed a career as a popular singer, performing throughout Europe, he began his music career in 91, with the album Black and What? Featuring the popular track Sanga Africa, which he made the stadium sing with his players after the famous Davis Cup final win in, 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 in tennis. Yeah, I think so. Uh, in in '93, though, he released the album Urban Tribute, T R I B U, with the single Get On, Get On Back, followed by the album Zam Zam in '98. With the encouraging with the encouragement of the manager John Pierre Weller, um, his middle, his music career got a boost in two thousand with this uh with his uh self titled fourth album, Yannick Noah, written by Eric Bensley and Robert Goldman. Uh the single Simon Papa Terra was written by Robert Goldman. Uh the album consists of the songs by Bob Marley and the group Telephone. Um in 2005, Noah performed at Bob Gold, uh, at Bob's live live eight concert, a fundraiser aimed at the Alizlin poverty in in Africa. On 21 of July 2009, uh, Noah made his U.S. live debut, headlining a concert in front of the packed house of at the popular free outdoor performing arts. Festival in New York City, Central Park Summer Stage. The performance was part of the France's global music celebration. Uh, so in 2010, Yannick made a comeback with the release of Frontiers, his eighth album containing the single Angela, a tribute to Angela Davis. It also contained a duet with Asia and Hello. On on September twenty fifth, twenty ten, he filled the stage in France for an exceptional concert that was attended by close to eighty thousand spectators. And his version of "I Shot the Sheriff" can be found in his twenty twelve al- album "Homage." So that's a lot of stuff that he 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 accomplished. 
And yeah, I, and the eighth album already. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's nothing to bark at. You know? Right, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Because I know my band to this day is still working on their, like, third or fourth, and they have, you know, they've been around a long time. So that's, I know. That's, yeah, it's a hell of a lot of material. And they need that he's paying homage to it, too, as well. Like, you know. Right. Yeah. So. Okay, so um, for our YouTube listeners, this is not a live video. This is just a picture of his, of his album, Homage. Um, like I said, it came out in 2012. So uh, we're going to listen to his version of I Shot Sheriff right now. of me and what is to be must be every day the bucket I got a well one day the bottom I go drop out one day the bottom I go drop out I say
that was amazing. And, and, and it was I, awesome. And it was awesome. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why I like it so much. I do like Eric's version a lot, okay? Don't get me wrong. But his version sounded more like a... More like a... I, I don't want to say depressing version. But this version, you know, brought like... like I was like, yes, let's go, right? Yeah, and yeah, I, and, yeah. And I hope to God you 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 got that feeling too in your heart because. Uh, oh yeah, and like I'm sitting here smiling. I don't know if you can see me while the tune was playing, and I'm kind of boogie along. And I'm scribbling and scribbling yeah. and scribbling because it it's really it is. There's so many things like I got. I don't even know where to start. Like, right. Okay. Right. So yeah. I love it first of all, and I do actually like it. And I'm so glad you turned me on to this cat because it, I do like it better than Eric's. Not that I don't oh, yeah. like Eric's version, but it is more somber. Right. But yeah. Here, here, here's the thing about that. It's so indicative of that era. Again, with the recording aspect, and the tempo right away. It's, it's the tempo is completely different. It's pulling you out of your chair and you want to dance. And right away. When I heard it, I thought of so many things that clicked. Lee Scratch Perry in the early part of the, you know, Whaler's career, and a lot of people on the island that, that Lee worked with and still does today, created this kind of dub sound that really made it into sort of that early English beat sound, even with the sort of cross-referencing with horns. So what is neat is this homage to this old dance hall kind of feel with horns and stuff like this at this sort of higher tempo, which makes you, you know, dance all you want to you want to get up and dance. But it has that 20th century, 21st century thing where when those dropouts kick in, it almost feels like a modern thing, like where somebody would drop out all the drums and everything, there'd be like a little lyric thing and a keyboard part or a synth thing, and then the tune would kind of kick back in. But to see the funny thing is, is that that whole idea of dropping stuff out was like even a part of early island dub because lead scratch perry if you watch him mixing in the studio the guy is dancing behind this mixing board dropping stuff out and those early uh, whalers albums and stuff are filled with those dropouts and things today that have migrated into modern music but man the, yeah. the tune I, it's and, and the other thing is that i did not hear the lick not once did the three d d boo do bee boo boom boom that lick hit because the tempo really doesn't even permit it. You almost don't even need it at that right. point. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, the the thing that I that that drew me to this to this to this version was like like the dropouts. I always love it when you know it's like like half of the music just drops out and it's just either the singer with the guitar and. and and this had the singer and the guitar with with the back with the backup singers. That was great. I loved it, you know. And then after he went a few bars, the music picked right back up to where it was like, "Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever made," you know. And and the the this even though it's a modern recording, like was did you say 2012? Yes, sir. 2012. Yes, sir. 2012. Yeah. It, it really has paid a lot of respect to the, you got the original old clav sound, the sound of the kit that has that dance hall. It sounds like it's retro, like from that era, but it's been pulled into this more modern spectrum of stuff. Right. It, 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 it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, the tune like Marley, Bob Marley and the Whalers first like hit was called Simmer Down. 
Okay. And it was recorded in this sort of little offshoot building that's now part of the sort of Tough Gong recording complex that Bob built and put together. And I don't know if you knew that, but Tough Gong was actually oh. like Bob Marley's nickname growing up in Trenchtown, right? But that's why he called the record company Tough Gong. Okay. But that recording with the horns and that dance hall feel. <laughs> Simmer down, right? You, you always just want to get up, and like start dancing, right? Like it's. I'm so happy you turned me on to this cat. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's a un unanimous decision. I think we we're. Like, uh, yeah. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, no disrespect to the guy, but but Heather's it sounded more like a more like a like a. It's like I need to be in this kind of mood to listen to his music. You know that exactly. This exactly. This version you can hear anytime, morning, noon, night, whether you're depressed, whether you're happy, it, it, it'll break out of depression, which is what this podcast is about. Yes, ma'am. Right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, y'all think. That is it. As they would say in Jamaica, too, pick yourself up, man. Yeah. That's what you want to be doing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I, I guess the audience got a new, got, got some new, um, new fans now. Uh, yeah, man. You said he was a te uh, a tennis player prior to this, a tennis star. Yes, yes. Huh. Yeah. So he's done a lot of a lot in his career, and uh, I I think he's still making music to this day. But but I can't find any more else about him. So seriously cool yeah. version. Yeah, my new is. favorite version. Yeah. So sorry, Eric. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Eric. If I ever get you on the podcast, I will. <laughs> I'm sure he won't take it personally, you oh, know. No, like yeah. he's he, yeah. he's covered himself, right? Think of Layla, right? Yeah. Dog from the, but you know, you say you got to be in a certain mood because when you put on those albums, like you got to be kind of in a darker mood almost. Yeah. Even yeah. even like after midnight, the way that tune is recorded, it has that same cover yeah. to it. Like a lot of that music from that era, and I think Eric will agree. I mean, there, he had a lot of issues. Yeah, right. and problems. So and, and and came out of it, thank mm -hmm. God. But at yeah. the same time, it, it's exemplary in the music. You can kind of hear it. Yeah. You know? well, well, I I don't think all like the music is is um well, I don't think all depression music is made for. Like if if I just do depression music while I'm depressed, it would like nine out of ten times get me out of depression. You know, I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. That's just something that music does. I don't know. You know, does does I feel the same way for you? Well, yeah, I think it's like a fate, an inverted phase. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Where you are, and then you start listening to all these other ideas, and you start thinking, well, maybe my life isn't as bad as I thought it was, or if yeah. I think about it this way, you know, maybe my perception of it can change. I get it. Like, yeah. I don't always put on happy music when I'm feeling funky, right? You know, right. so yeah, that's true. You know, man, that's like when I'm in a good, in a good mood, I want to put on something because I want to keep in it, like stay in a good mood yeah. somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Misery well, loves company. There, there you go. <laughs> Or you go back to Soul Asylum, Misery Loves Company. You know, I mean, that's a that's a fantastic song, man, and it's right there. You know, so yeah, it all makes sense. So Yannick, yeah, yeah, so that's the Yannick version. Uh, so go out and subscribe to him. I think his whole website is in French, so I had to look him up on 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 Wikipedia. I don't know how to read or speak French. So, but um, anybody who does can go to his website. I will post his website at the bottom of the of the pay of the uh, description 
and you can be a new uh, fan of Mr. Yannick Noah. So that was the that was one other thing I thought just because I'm like I'm always analyzing songs <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I'm th- I know the song implicitly, and I played it for years since I was a young person, but. Oh, right. They, the chordal movement is another thing that really is suggestive of something happier because they're not so it's really minor the whole tune and even that's what they've done is they've created a chordal movement that's more positive in its shape and less suggestive of a dark chord structure so that's the other thing other other than the tempo being so much quicker that pulls you into being even more friendly because it's co- copacetically friendly when the lyrics can or the uh, chords connect that way. Mm. Yeah. Well, I got nothing to add. You know, I mean, you 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 nailed it flat. You know, so thank you for that. So. We, we do it together, man. Hey, we man, that's what it's about. You know. So, uh, before we let you go, uh, you you mentioned you had um, some songs coming out, some singles coming out, an album hopefully coming out. Uh, so do we have any tentative dates on those? Or are you still trying to figure out the whole, you know, aspect of it? Well, actually, WHNE out of Nashville um, debuted the new single this Memorial Day weekend, and happy post-Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Um, that And the single, you can buy it for pre-sale June 3rd. It's on sale June 3rd uh, with UMG, obviously MTS Management, Sony. Right. And that that is great because i'm happy to bring some new material to people following that come this mid-august there'll be actually the title track of the record which i've been talking about for a year mm-hmm. a recipe per- for perpetual spring so it's what i've done is the last three songs i've released are pretty up and rocking and in your face these next two tunes are a little bit more sort of soft spoken and indicative of my sort of emotional feelings these days and stuff but yeah. uh I- i'm i'm just the uh, Thanks for asking, because I'm happy to bring, uh, as I said, new stuff to people. Yeah. So you can follow Mr. Ed on uh, multiple uh, platforms, including Instagram, um, his website, edroman.net, or, or is it .com? I, I'm forgetting. Uh, .net. You got oh, okay. it. Okay. .net. .net. Okay. Yeah. Um, or, okay, so you're on TikTok, too. Um, so follow I'm on him. TikTok, Cla- Clapper, Instagram, mm-hmm. like you said, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble. Uh yeah, I'm everywhere. <laughs> you, you join what you join one thing and then you join another thing and then you, you join to, another thing. You have to band. You have to see what hits. You know what hits and what doesn't work. You know and just go with that one. You know. So, exactly. I think that's the, that that's the bane of uh, of social media now. It's like like which one works the best for for me. You know, that's kind of like the boat that I am right now. You know, so it's hard and you just gotta feel them all out at the same time and see you know what sticks. Um, yeah, gravitate to those who accept you and move down the road if you don't feel wanted, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, sir. We yeah. got to do that. Yeah. So. yeah. So, well, uh, thank you, my friend, for everything that you do. And uh, it's been too long. I hope we can uh, re- reunite sometime soon. Before You know, I don't, I, I don't want to go a year without talking to you. <laughs> You know, because you're such a great hey, friend to me. And, you yeah. messaged me just today, I think it was this morning, or was it yesterday in, in Instagram, and I was like, I haven't spoken to you in so long, and I've been so busy in the yeah. last, like, six months, especially in the last month with the weather. Like, we've had really warm days. They've been 90-plus yeah, here yeah. in Canada. So yeah. I've been, like, you know, 
stone to the grindstone basically but let's connect man i'm oh, yeah. like are you up for like a digital brew sure you know yeah. okay anytime, let's do it anytime you want to man i can just you know any anytime as before you know because i because i do work at outback now which i did such an amazing job i love that job to do right on man so, so how are you there in the days or nights uh i work from 11, 11 to 4 so, okay, your day, yeah. day, day shifts. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Shift, okay, yeah. so nighttime is better anyway. That's yeah, good. oh yeah, yeah. Nighttime is always better because I, I, I find it harder to, to go to sleep. So I'm just I'm up and watching Netflix and drinking coffee, my bones coffee. Um, Got my movies right next to me sometimes and just turn them on and try to fall asleep. It's the same thing. Mine's just going 100 miles an hour. So. Mile a minute, yeah. So, so yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode, and make sure you follow Ed. And uh, hopefully, it won't be a year till I talk to you again. <laughs> no, well, hopefully not. Good, good talking to you, All James. Right, Always a pleasure, my friend. You take care. Thank you. Bye. You have. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Turn on. If you try to fall asleep, it's the same thing. Mine's just going a hundred miles an hour. So. Mile a minute. Yeah. So, so yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode, and make sure you follow Ed. And uh, hopefully it won't be a year till I talk to you again. <laughs> no, well, hopefully not. G- good talking to you, James. Right, Always a pleasure, my friend. You take care. Thank you. Bye. You have. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.